0: What's going on, guys? This is DK back at you with another video here to break down the eight-game NBA main slate on Sunday. this is your first time watching, welcome. My name is DK. I make content for DraftKings NBA Top Shot and for Prize Picks, which uh, Prize Picks is the sponsor of this video. Um, Prize Picks is a player prop site that a uh, ton of different ways you can play. You can take over/under on fantasy points, over/under on points, assists, rebounds, three pointers made. Um, you can make some match sports. Again, this is all the sports that they have at the top. Basically, every single sport you can think of, eSports, uh, EuroLeague, basketball, women's college basketball, everything. So, um, uh, you pick two to five player pops, and you can win up to 10 extra money. So, if you're a first-time user and want to give it a try, you can sign up and use my code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. And if you're interested in premium content for DFS, I do offer that in Patreon.com, MBA uh, package, uh, as well as gold package, which includes esports. And we have USFL coming up in a couple of weeks. Super, super excited about that. I will be covering that. So more info is down below. But all right, so let's get into the video real quick. Let's take a look back. Mine up here from tonight. So uh, Patty Mills uh, put up a Tony Snell-esque performance in like 30 minutes. One rebound, one assist, 0 of 7 shooting. But um, yeah, rest of my lineup. So I like stacking up that Brooklyn Atlanta game. I used Trey with KD. Um, that worked out really, really well. I used James Johnson as a lower-owned value play. I, I talked a lot about the values here for Brooklyn. Um, uh, I spent a good amount of time, too, about Cam Thomas, so I liked him as a pivot off of Patty Mills. The reason I didn't do it is because I already had low-owned guys, right? I knew uh, Gobert was not going to be popular. I knew James Johnson was to be low-owned. I didn't think Patrick Williams and Otto were going to be that popular. So it came down to a situation where uh, um, if I had a pretty popular lineup, I would have played Cam Thomas or Patty Mills. But since I already had some contrarian pieces in it, I didn't feel necessary to to make that play. But I spent a ton of time. I was like, all right, if all the field was going to play Patty Mills, why not look to camp Cam thomas at a fraction of the ownership because i was like all patty mills is going to do is stay in the corner if he doesn't make a shot he has a low floor well oh of seven right one fantasy point so um the the tilting part is uh first place here was 16 points so if i did go to camp thomas i would have taken it down but again not not a lot of regret just because i had lower on pieces so i didn't feel it feel it was necessary to do that but I was surprised how low low on James Johnson was. Now, I wasn't super confident in the minutes, but the Nets, realistically, we're going to run eight, nine-man rotations. So, um, I figure there's a there's a chance James Johnson would play a good chunk more, and he did. Uh, he, he played a lot and had a solid game. Um, Gobert was a, was a low on piece. I really, really liked there against Golden State. He went for 45. That was huge. It was all over pool, but, again, majority of the field was, too, at 75% ownership. Patrick Williams, not going to lie, I got a little bit lucky here. Uh, He had uh, uh, 12-6-2 with two blocks and a steal uh, in an awful matchup. It was just my last piece filler. I was praying. I was like, all right, Patrick Williams, just please don't kill me. So not going to lie, I got a little bit unlucky there. And Otto Porter, the minutes were there. uh, He just didn't do much. So that was a little bit frustrating. But all in all, it was a solid 4-axle, a little over 4-axle day for myself. So uh, no complaints. Uh, The previous slate, too, so I didn't make a video recap that really quick. Had a solid night. I stacked the Clippers We're really going to play Robert Covington 46 minutes, though? I mean, why why do the Clippers close with Covington in that meaningless game over young guys like Terrence Mann and Luke Kennard? Like, all three are in the regular rotation of Mann, Kennard, and Covington. But, like, dusty old Robert Covington is going to play 46 minutes, but the young guns in Kennard and Mann's in the bench? I was like, that tilted me because... Uh, Again, I full stack the Clippers. The one guy did not have, Huffington, plays 46 minutes. And how about this too? So I know this is going back a day, but I go to a low-own Hartenstein. We get news, Ty oh, Zubac is not going to play normal minutes. Normal minutes for Zubac. I promise you, this year in NBA DFS, if you just ignore or do the opposite of what coaches say, you're going to be an extremely profitable player in the long term. So, God, coaches, I just, that tilts me the most is when coaches just straight up lie. Um, ownership and high stakes. Lowry, 20%. Uh, Patty Mills, 80%. KD, 50%. Draymond, 30% or 50%. Drummond was 100% owned. I knew he'd be pop, popular. I left Gobert as the pivot off of Drummond, uh, and that worked out. Uh, Poole, 80% owned. Uh, Max Druss was 60%. Um, what else? What else? Yeah, nothing else too surprising there. So winning lineup in the high six was 290. What did I finish with? 291. So technically would have won that. But, um, yeah, that is it for look back, guys. Hope you had a good night. It was a really, really solid night for myself. So let's talk about this eight-game slate. We'll start off in Philadelphia and Cleveland. So on the Cleveland side, Mobley, Allen, not expected to play here. So um, this is not the same, you know, Tougher matchup. You're going to have Moses Brown or Kevin Love as the big. So, Joel Embiid should be able to feast here. 11.8k is a little bit pricey, but still like his upside. He's gone for 60 plus in three of the last four games. Harden at 10 4. Would just rather go to Embiid. Harden has shown a lower floor than Embiid. So, uh, I would prioritize Embiid over Harden. And then just nothing else really stands out with a fully healthy team with Tobias or Maxi. They're kind of just there on the Cleveland side. So, again, yeah, Alan Mobley not expected to play. I think Garland at 9 7 to find contrarian play. Not necessarily the best matchup, but still has a ceiling, will play big minutes. Karis Levert, to no one's surprise, when he was like 90% on two slates ago, bust. The next day, an absolute smash, right? You just, you knew that was going to happen. But in a competitive game, he's going to play like 35 minutes. So I think he's still playable, uh, but not as good of a play as he was the previous slate. Kevin Love, 6'3", minutes are kind of all over the place still, even with a couple of bigs out. So like he still has a ceiling, but uh, just, a, just a tournament play. And then Moses Brown, if he can stay out of foul trouble, I think is a fair value play, but you have to realize who he's going up against, Joel Embiid. So, like, there's a good chance he gets into foul trouble. So, if he does, that couldn't be more minutes to Kevin Love. So, if you want to try to play that narrative of, like, oh, I'm going to play for the Moses Brown foul trouble narrative and go to Kevin Love, I don't think it's the worst idea. Because um, the Kevin Love does get more minutes, we know, again, he's complete dust in the defense end, but he's, he's actually pretty uh, still a pretty productive player in the offense end. New York and Orlando, so Randall shut down for the season. RJ Barrett shot like 430 today, um, but he's going to play most likely pretty big minutes in a good matchup. So I think RJ looks like a pretty good player here in the mid-range. Burks Wilson's in some foul trouble at 6.9. K don't love the price. We'd rather go to Barrett for an extra 1000 Mitch Robinson, we know, is a ceiling. He's a frustrating roster, though, because he is prone to foul trouble. But um, I do like his upset for tournaments. I think quickly plays 25 to 30 minutes on the bench. Uh, we know he'll be a productive player. I think he's viable in tournaments. Fournier, eh, eh. Obi Topic should start, should play over 30 minutes. I think he's a uh, decent option, but um, not like a smash play here at that price. Um, don't think I consider NNL still in the Knicks. On the Magic side, well, Cole Anthony and Franz Wagner are both questionable. I don't expect Wagner to play. I think Cole Anthony stands more up in the air, but if they both miss, I just don't even know what the Magic are going to do uh, with the starting lineup, like would prop, like, I don't know if they want to start Fultz because I don't think they want to play more than 20 minutes, so maybe they'll just keep him off the bench. They might have to dust off, like, Gary Harris. Gary Harris hasn't played in uh, a couple weeks, 322, so um, they might just have to dust him off and start, like, RJ Hampton, Gary Harris, Shumo, Kiki, Dagas and Bomba or something like that. Uh, I don't know. So the Magic... We'll see if they do the starting lineup. Mo Bamba did uh, see more minutes last. game; played 33 minutes. We know he hasn't seen him. He's gone for 40 plus in two of the last four. So obviously he play for tournaments. Um, if Cole Anthony plays, sure, you can take a shot on him for tournaments. But again, the minutes have not been great on him recently. If they both miss him, keep an eye on the starting lineup. Like I said, we'll, we'll monitor it. Hampton could be a potential value, but he's been pretty bad. Now, if Cole Anthony's out too, he could be like their main ball handler. So then he he, he could look more appealing. A guy like Mo Wagner, we know, is a good point in minute guy. If he sees a minutes increase, I think he could be a potential value. Don't know if I can go to Dagas or anyone else. Um, but, um, yeah, again, we'll, we'll monitor the, the Orlando news. Minnesota and Houston, so great, great matchup here. The question is, can the Rockets keep the game competitive? If they can... I think the big three and cat edwards and Dilo all look pretty good they all played uh solid minutes last against denver we saw 31 minutes for towns i think he was in a little bit of foul trouble but anthony edwards played 40 minutes and dm for russell played like 37. so i think all three are in play here in a great matchup i don't know if there's one in santa more than the other but i like all three of the main minnesota guys i think patrick beverly is a pretty safe play at 4-9 should see close to 30 minutes A guy that can stuff the statue and obviously houston is awful in defensive end. The rest of Minnesota, don't know if they get to anyone else. I guess I'll mention Nas Reed. There's a chance Minnesota still blows out Houston. If they do, and Nas Reed gets extended run, we know he's a very productive player. Again, I don't think it's necessary to do it, but I wanted to mention it. And if Beasley's out, sure, he can look like Noel, who should see over 20 minutes and kind of play the Malik Beasley role um, off the bench. On the Houston side, so we do have Sangoon back. So, a little bit of a different sa- situation. I've been all over the Houston guards the last couple of days. Uh, especially on, on prize picks and on drafting. So Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. But now we have Singoon back and he's a high usage big. So you are going to lose some usage for KPJ, lose some usage for Jalen Green, but I still think they're going to play big minutes of the game to this competitive. So still like KPJ and I like Jalen Green, um, but maybe not as much uh, if, if Singoon was out. Like I would still like these guys a lot. With Singoon in, they're not like smash plays, but I still think they're they're definitely viable. And then Singoon himself at 7K, would assume he starts and plays low 30s minutes. I think he's viable. I don't love 7K for him, but I think he he will be very productive when he's on the court. Uh, value, probably can't get to the value. Jayshon tapes too price for me. Christopher's priced up. The bigs are out of play now with Sangoon um, back. I guess Garrison Matthews, he played 33 minutes last game. I just, scoring dependent player, it's always frustrating roster, but if he knocks down the shots to get his last game, obviously he does have a ceiling. Phoenix and Oklahoma City. So, here's a situation where you got to be careful, right? We're coming up on the end of the regular season. I think we, we have, what, like a little over a week left. So, Phoenix, guaranteed the one seed right now. They're resting a lot of guys. A couple of the veterans are playing, though. So, like, don't be surprised if you see, like, Chris Paul and Mikel Bridges only play a half or something, Right? That is the reason it didn't end up happening, but I didn't play Bobby Portis two slates ago. Um, I went over it a lot in the Discord. Mike Budenholzer, um, you know, for the Bucs the last couple of years, had done it where, like, he would play a, a main guy or two in the last couple of games, but only play him, like, a little bit. It's so, like, I was worried the Portis' minutes, he still, you know, smashed, but it's kind of my same worry here at the Phoenix guys. So, if I knew for sure Chris Paul is going to play normal minutes here at 8.2K, I would really, really like him. But I'm not so sure in a meaningless game they want to run big minutes for Chris Paul and, and, like, I got, like, Mikhail Bridges. So, like, right? I don't really know what to do in this spot. Um, also, I'm not sure who they start. Like, do they start campaign alongside Chris Paul? Do they go to Shamit at, at the two? Like, the starting lineup, well, first let's talk about McGee, who I think is a really good value play because he is super productive when he's on the court. Um, now, we've seen it, you know, when Aiden was out that McGee usually doesn't get a huge Mets bump. Like I, I expect it to be a pretty even split with him and Bismack, Biembo. Um, but obviously, again, McGee should be the much more productive player, but I would expect Biembo to get good run here too. So, I like both the Phoenix bigs quite a bit, McGee and Biembo. I do think McGee will get all the ownership, but Don't forget about BMBO. Like, McGee is not going to come out here and play 30 minutes, right? He's not a guy that's going to play huge minutes. I think it's going to be a pretty even split, maybe like a 24-24 split, something similar to that. So I think both the bigs look really, really good here with McGee and with BMBO. Now, starting lineup, again, I think if I had to guess, I would say it's Paul, Shamit, Cam Johnson, Bridges, McGee. That's what I think starts – so, like, if you think Chris Paul is gonna be limited, then sure, you can look to a guy, campaign at four-seven, who we know is a good point-per-minute guy. Um, you know, you're probably gonna see more minutes for a guy, Torrey Craig, who I think becomes a potential value. Again, I got to mention Shamit. I would guess he starts at the two, viable again low-usage guy, but probably see some pretty big minutes. You probably see some minutes for a guy, like Aaron Holiday, who's been out of the rotation for a while. So we'll see. I want to like look into news. Maybe we get some confirmation on the and like. And some sort of limit for, for the main guys, but I would just say proceed with caution. With not saying you can't, I'm not saying you can't play Chris Paul, but I, what I'm saying is you can't be mad if you play Chris Paul and he only plays a half. If Chris Paul comes out and plays 38 minutes and he smashes and you play him, good for you, but you have to realize there is a chance that he sees limited minutes. All right, on the Thunder side, so this it, team Pogoszewski, questionable, um, he missed the last game with an illness. I would expect he plays. Uh, and then we have Robins Earl, questionable, uh, with a foot. Um, so we'll, we'll see about that. He's been uh, – was it a foot or was it a hamstring that kept him out for a while? I think it was the foot. So uh, that's probably a sign that he doesn't play. I mean, there's only a few games left, so there's no reason to push a young guy like that. So I don't think he would play. So I think it would be eight guys then with Maladon, Puchowski, so many plays would be two, Roby three, Waters, four, Horde, five, Wigan six, Fit, seven, Sar eight. I believe it would be eight guys if – Pogashevsky plays and Robinson Earl does not. And that's what I think happens. So, main guys here. Roby has cost me infinite money. I play this guy, just does nothing. Fade him, fifty bomb, right? Uh, but obviously, we know he has a ceiling when I don't play him. Uh, mallet again, had him two slates ago. Subpar game. Next game, fifty bomb. So uh, he has a ceiling. Pogoshevsky, assume he plays, should play over thirty minutes. So the main guys for Thunder look pretty good, and then the value is intriguing too. Like Jalen Ford up like 40 minutes um you know he's a decent rebounder 11 and 20 last game now probably a little bit of outlier game but uh he's still a pretty productive player so as mentioned horde i think vit and um vit wiggins and um lindy waters are all fine options olivier saar not a super productive player but probably sees around 30 minutes so uh would be a decent amount to like here so for the thunder assume it's eight man rotation portland and san antonio so it's portland team right now kind of just staying away from them. they're just awful and they have like 10 or 11 guys active so it's really hard to get to anyone on this team like i mentioned again eubanks in a revenge game if you think they can keep it competitive he probably does see over 30 minutes so he'd be maybe the one guy to consider value-wise yeah i can maybe take a shot like a cheap reggie perry and hope he gets it done in 15 to 20 or greg brown or chris dunn but i just don't know if i want to mess with it because i think it's he's gonna run 10 11 guys and everyone's gonna play like 25 minutes you might get like 30 minutes from eubank so um yeah not a lot i like in the portland side and the San Antonio side keep an eye on murray also pretty much questionable so um if Jonathan Murray can't go we have trey jones would become a pretty good value play Played 33 30 minutes last game uh would, would most likely start and probably see at least 25 minutes and then more usage for the likes of Keldon, Pirtle, Vassell, Richardson, Lonnie Walker, probably see more minutes. Those guys would all become uh, playable if Murray is out. And Zach Collins had a massive game last game. Again, partly due to the blowout, but um, hope by the backup five, he's a fair value play. If the game blows out again, he could get extended. Miami and Toronto, so might be a good game to watch. Maybe not so much for DFS purposes. Two pretty solid def- defensive teams. Both teams basically fully healthy. To be honest, there's nothing that stands out to me on the Miami side. If you want to take a shot one of those main guy, sure. Lowry's price went up a bit. I guess he still looks okay at 6'4. 4 Struss has been playing more minutes of late, but his price is now 4-2. It's just nothing I love. I guess P.J. Tucker's playable at 3.5. 5 like kind of the same thing. Like, everyone's basically healthy here, so there's just not much I like. Uh, Golden State in Sacramento. So, Golden State uh, has been running a little bit of a tighter rotation of late. Um... So, still no stuff career outs. He's out for the regular season. Uh, Jordan Poole, 8-1. I still like Amir. I mean, him and Clay Thompson in a competitive game, they're going to play about 40 minutes. Question is, does this, game stays compa- does this game stay competitive? Because this Kings team is awful. But, yeah, I like the upside a lot Pool Poole. Clay Thompson, we saw in a big game tonight. Uh, he has a little bit of a lower floor, like this game, uh, last game. But we know the ceiling is there, like the game tonight. So, the two main guards in play. I do prefer Poole, though, to Thompson. No interest really in Wiggins. Draymond played 33 minutes tonight. His stats aren't updated yet, but um, I think he's a decent option in the mid-range. A guy that can kind of stuff the stat sheet. The bigs like Kaminga and Lunia b are probably don't get to them. We've seen Golden State been running a lot more small ball, and Otto Porter's been the beneficiary of that. Uh, he's been playing a lot more. Um, so I think he's a solid option at 4.8K. Don't know if I get to anyone else in this team, though on the sacramento side so um davion mitchell is gonna play 40 minutes no matter what game says competitive or the game blows out he's playing the minutes. so um you know it's not super cheap price point but he's gonna play huge minutes so uh, i'm perfectly fine if you want to go to davion there at 7-7 damian jones is 6-6 has played over 30 minutes last couple games back-to-back 50 bombs um should be pretty productive but back-to-back i think kind of outlier games for damian jones so still think he's viable but don't expect 50 again from him this grouping of Barnes and DiVincenzo and Lyles all look very similar to me. No real standouts there. The value plays, there's nothing really. I guess uh, Chesney met to played 27 minutes last game. There's no guarantee he plays those minutes again. And finally, Pelicans and Clippers. So uh, what I say, will we'll say about the Pelicans is they've been running a pretty tight rotation. So you're seeing big minutes for the main guys over the last couple games. You saw 41 minutes for CJ. You've been consistently seeing mid-30s minutes. You saw 38, actually, for Jonas Valanciunas. And Brandon Ingram, uh, finally, uh, was off, in that that's and played 35. So, I think all three play big minutes here, uh, for the Pelicans in an important game. So, I like all of the studs. CJ, JV, and Ingram, um, I don't really have a super strong taking over front of before, I guess. JV probably has the highest floor, just because he's, like, a good rebounder, and he should be able to feast against, like, Zubac and Harnstein. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think all three of the big, uh, the big three there the Pelicans look pretty good, but nothing else I'm really interested in um herbert jones is playing big minutes but i don't think we have to go there larry nance should play 15 to 20 minutes on the bench but i think there's better value on the slate and finally the clippers so we'll keep an eye on paul george news they kept him um you know pretty limited here 31 32 minutes but if we get a minutes bump here for paul george he does have a ceiling so interested in paul george for tournaments Definitely not paying 6.8k for robert covington that is for sure reggie jackson again tyloo flat out lie just playing these uh, guys just big big minutes so um expect Tyler to continue to lie and, and Reggie jackson to play like 30 mid 30s minutes in competitive game so he is playable there and then i uh, don't really know if i get to the secondary options maybe morris and batum become viable um they did play pretty big minutes last game um so yeah those guys are, are playable again like if i knew for sure nick Batum to like 38 minutes again then yeah i would like him no guarantee in that but yeah the, the two wings of morris and, and batum are fine and then the center situation Scene, and zuboff kind of split the minutes We've seen at times seem play a little bit more, but I don't think either are must plays in this one. So, yeah, guys, that's going to wrap up the sat- the Sunday slate. We have a lot of games, early games as well. So, NBA all day. Uh, excited to just uh, sit on my couch tomorrow and watch a bunch of NBA games. So, appreciate you guys watching the video, as always. Uh, if you do enjoy, just make sure to hit the like button. Subscribe if you haven't already. And I will see everyone in the next video.